Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Mark Turner with Turned Up Fitness. What is going on, Mark? How are you doing today? What's going on? What's happening, man? Up here on a Sunday, everybody here barbecue getting fat. I'm out here working in the business trying to get things done. What's happening? Let's go. Nothing much. You got Nothing the right much. one. Look, we're excited to have you on. Yeah, I believe we do. I believe we do. And so before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Turned Up Fitness, you know, first, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you describe the business? How I describe the business as no excuses. Really, just no excuses. What it is I do here is I try to take people to another level when it comes to fitness, not just by telling them to do workouts. We educate. And by educating them, when they walk out this door, hopefully most people will do the research that we talk about. When they come back in, they feel more confident as they have somebody. Any coach I'm having in here has to have education. I'm not talking about a college degree. What I'm saying is, they're not looking at clients as numbers. They're looking at clients as family. You bring them in, okay. you work them, you educate them on why they're working and what they're doing, and it doesn't end when they walk out the door. You check on them out the door, you text them, you call them, check on their families, get their knowledge, get the information about that person, and continue to follow up, follow through with them because what ends up happening at the end of the day, those people become not just clients, they become family and they start referring other people to the business. Now, the business is what it is, but there's more of a deep dive into the business that will take too dang long. But there's a concept behind the business that came out of the pandemic because most people are not gonna prepare for the next five to 10 years. They're not thinking that far ahead. It's true, very true. I love that. And I think, um, you know, obviously you wanna build that retention and that's thanks to the relationship you build, right? in the gym oh, yeah. and it goes further it goes way further than just getting them into shape right it's it's giving them accountability building that relationship all that stuff all those things just hit it right on the head there and so let's dive right into the business here and let me ask you a bare bones basics question you know how many members are you serving currently right now i'm serving about 15 members right now because of the way my gym is set up. And we just, we literally just got this location six months ago. We have not officially opened yet. Here's why. The one main thing that we're doing right now is that we, um, we are taking our business to a different level. We, like I say, after the pandemic, what we were doing, we was training the clients out of my garage. We got this business here, this actual location. We haven't officially launched a business as open yet and there's a couple reasons why one dealing with the city and the county two once we do establish the membership level here what we have to do and people have to understand this thing right here is that they have to know that this is very exclusive to who comes into this gym this is not a big box gym it's about four thousand square feet we have a personal training room i call it the red room once you enter the red room we put your name in the ledger if you go by the Black Widow, and we can talk about those quote unquote Marvel movies, you got the bled, we got the red room, and then you got the red, the ledger. We have a group training room, and then of course we have the online training, which is a little bit unique because 
with the online training, I have about four TVs. What can happen is, let's say you have a client that doesn't come in, well, you know, have an excuse. I can't make it to the gym today. Oh, no problem. We got online for you. They can join online classes. They can join an online one-on-one, whatever they want to do. What we're trying to do here, um, let me take that back. Let me take that word out of there. What we're going to do here is take the excuses of why people can't get in shape. People will make excuses about money. I tell people all the time, if money's the problem, let's find out what the real issue is because money is never the problem. There's only two things, two things that'll stop people, time and money. Time is how you use time. Like today, prime example, 4th of July. Most people are gonna be out barbecuing. How many hours do you have in a day doesn't mean 24 hours a day. How many hours in a day makes a more clear understanding of how you utilize the time. I had five clients today came in. Four, well, I said about six, five virtual, one in person. Here's what happened. They understood that today is the 4th of July, but you didn't get up at no 12 or 1 a.m. celebrating 4th of July, barbecuing all day. Those festivities happen at night. What do you do in the beginning of the day to really get your day started? That's the most important thing. When you make an excuse about money, usually the money that you don't have is money you use on the thing that got you out of shape in the first place. So what we do is we try to help you understand these things. Don't walk through the door talking about a discount. Cause what are we discounting here? We don't even know what the service is we need to provide for you. But I guarantee you when most people go to the doctor, they don't walk in the doctor's office and say, hey, I want a discount. It don't work that way. So why would you want to discount your health? I can never understand it. And of course, with the training I have when it comes to sales and closing clients, I love the excuses because it gives me more arsenal to work through. And as they come through the door, one of my best things is, how long did it take you to script your excuses? How long did it take you to script your excuses? Because most people walk through the door with the idea is I'm gonna make an excuse. But most people walk through your doors also, as well as you know, Mr. JJ, you know this. They'll come to the door. I got to think about it. Why are we thinking about it? My question is this. You thought about it before you came here. I got to ask my spouse. Your spouse know you here? Yeah. So he already knows what's going on. The real problem is the person that walks through that door. That's the real problem. And because they're the problem, I'm going to be the solution. It's true. It's true. It's either they're going to sell you on why they can't do it or you're going to sell them on why they can, you know, and I love that. I love the mentality there. So many great points there, Mark. And so, you know, for you, you know, regardless of, of, of not being at capacity yet, right, not being fully open, what's worked best to get those clients through the door, though, right? What's best practice there? One of the best practices is utilizing clients that you already have, like, like literally before you got on here. One of my clients, matter of fact, the client that came in this morning, her father wants to join. I blasted out a message. I gave a deal. I said, I'm closing my deal out on the end of the, at the end of the week. I let people know what's going on. They know the price is about to go sky high. And I'm only offering the deal I got right now for, for, for 30 people. I only got 10 spots left. Here's the thing. It's not just about who you know, it's who you don't know. And then who you didn't get before is by staying in touch. But don't push your services on people. 
the way people come to you, pay attention. The way people come back to you or come to you is like this. You treat them like you treat family. You don't ask them about how's your health and wellness going. They don't blah, blah, blah. No. You ask them questions about them. How are you doing? What's been going on in life? How's the family going? Here's the good thing about it. If they never say anything about health and wellness, you don't bring up health and wellness. You don't have to bring it up. Just let them know you was thinking about them. When you make the business more personable, you will win no matter what. When you make the business about yourself, then you got an issue. Case in point, the same client. Before she came to me, she found me on the app, which I'm going to stop using the app is garbage. She came to me, she found me on the app. I asked her, why did you choose me over everybody else? She said, well, I went to a, a, fan, a couple and they were like more about themselves. I went to this big box gym. I was just a number. When I walked into your building, the first thing out your mouth was, don't talk to me about price. There is no price. There's a reason why there's no price because you and I have not come to any kind of service agreements. Therefore, what we're doing right now is we're just trying to find out what's going on with you. What can we do to help you? Work you out for about 45 minutes. Sit back down and figure out if we are going to work together because most people I would not work with. When they hear that, they're like, why would you want to work with me? Well, you got to show me. I'm interviewing you. You're not interviewing me. Yeah. I don't want to work with everybody because not everybody is going to be able to. You're not going to be able to work with everybody. It's not going to work like that. True. Very true. And so, you know, again, knowing that you're not open just yet, but still a good question in itself. If, if leads, traffic, clients, all that stuff was unlimited here, you know, I mean, obviously you're at 1520 right now. Hypothetically speaking, of course, how much higher can you go? What's that maximum capacity going to be for you at Turned Up Fitness? Well, for group training, the maximum capacity will be about 120 people. The way that will work is I would divide my classes up. You either choose Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, or Saturday. Those classes will begin around 5.15 a.m. all the way to about 8.45 a.m. Then I will have evening classes around 5.30 p.m. running to about 8.30 p.m. Now, the good thing about that is this. With those classes, I can have a minimum of 10 people per class, maximum of 20 people, overflow 24 people. Here's the crazy part. If you really look at those numbers for what they are, if you're saying you're dividing those classes up Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, that's just the in-person. We're not even talking about online clients, okay? The red room is set up for the red room. The goal for the red room is to have semi-personal training, which is one-on-four. If you didn't know that, one-on-four is the best. Group is the best. You could take on so many at one time. With the semi-personal training, you could literally build from the people that's already in the group training and move them over into semi-personal training, especially if they're groups of people that are generally interested in each other, that really know how to motivate each other and know how to push each other. They usually want to be in a group by themselves because being in that group by themselves makes them feel like, okay, not only am I accountable or being held accountable by the coach, I'm also being held accountable by my peers. That's the kind of work you want to do. So when they walk out the door, they're like, oh man, let me tell you about Turned Up Fitness. Not Mark Turner. Let me tell you about Turned Up Fitness and what they do over there. Because what they do over there is like, yeah, you're going to pay the price. You We're going to make money. You're going to pay the price, but you're going to pay the price in order to get the results. Yeah. yeah, 100%. And so 
here's going to be a little bit of a, of a longer winded question here, Mark, but a good question in itself. And um, it's pretty simple. So, it, you know, we've been discussing this entire time. I've been the pillars of business, right? There's five in, in business, but in the fitness and gym industry, there's three that we use more often than any. And that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, getting people through the door, right? Then you have your client acquisition, which is your sales, right? Which is getting somebody from being interested to an actual paying client. And then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, Mark, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Well, I know I can improve on all of them. The biggest issue that I have is that most, with most marketing, I've talked to several marketing companies in the past, they don't meet you where you are. What I mean is, let's say I'm, I'm Joe Smo, gym owner, and I got 1,500 square feet of space. Those people budget might be, you know, their budget might they be high to do the marketing at a certain type of level. What has to happen, and this is something I've been experimenting with myself because it worked for me in the past. You got to know how to meet a person where they are. And you have to, not, I, I say to people this, I had a guy that wanted to charge me some astronomical amount of money. And I asked him one basic question, one basic question. How's your face? How's your YouTube marketing going? I'm writing this to a fire station. It's crazy. Uh, so I asked him, how does your YouTube marketing go? He said, oh, we don't do YouTube. I said, oh, I said, um, how does your video marketing go? He said, oh, we don't do video marketing. I said, oh, okay. I said, and why is that? He said, well, we find it book to be more effective, blah, blah, blah. Now, here's the thing about me. I've studied marketing and I understand how video marketing works because I've done videos in the past that have tracked with lots of clients. Here's the issue now. Now that I have this space, I've invested literally, I will literally tell you, if you see this space, every bit of work that's in the space, I did the work. I didn't have a construction crew coming here. I didn't have none of that. I did all the work. I went through my Jesus Moses moment, my Noah's moment, putting everything together, the colors, everything has a purpose behind it. When people say, well, let me help you with your marketing. Yeah, I love to have somebody help with my marketing, but they got to meet me where I'm at. I've only had one person in my life, one client, well, marketer, that met me where I was at. And as he met me where I was at, what happened is as I increased, his increase, everything increased together. So when the marketing got to a certain level and I'm paying him all this money, eventually I didn't need it. But not to say that you can't find new methods. You got to always be open to looking for new methods. Yeah, 100%. And I appreciate the honesty and transparency with the answer of sharing like your whole transparent experience, which is awesome. I think the fact that, you know, it is true. You want to find people where they can meet you in the middle, where, you know, regardless of where you are in your journey, it's not like a cookie cutter process so i think that's awesome and so last two questions for you here mark my two favorite questions and the first one is what's the bigger picture what's the overarching goal what are you trying to accomplish long term good question long term well my long-term goals are to hope i want to open up a couple more locations maybe seven locations strategically placed locations the reason why i, I want to open these locations is because of this don't I don't look at Turn Up Fitness as a gym. I look at it as an educational facility. I want the coaches to come in, and this is the good thing about me. I don't hire employees. 
I got a rule about feast and famine. That's what I work. That's what I work with. Feast and famine. I got that rule from a uh, old gym partner of mine that owns a gym. She owns a sports academy. And when I walked in her door and worked with her the first time, she said, "I do not pay you as an employee. You pay yourself as a coach. You need to sell. You need to train. You need to find ways to make more money from training or hire people to train. And you break off percentages or rent." And she made it very clear. If you got less than 10 clients, this is your rent. If you got more than 10 clients, we're going to rent, we're going percentages. Once you hit a number on your percentages, we might talk about partnership. It works. Here's why. That LA fitness coach or that UFIT coach or that Crunch fitness coach, they may be in that gym working for that gym. But what they don't realize is they limit themselves to the, a type of income they can earn. But what is the money really for? Long-term goals is to be able to talk to those type of coaches, say, I have an opportunity for you. I'm not going to hire you. What I will do is teach you how to feast. Or you can stay here and you can be in famine. The decision really comes with the person to really take advantage of the knowledge I can provide for them. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. I don't know everything. But what I do know is this. When I deal with people and when I deal with people the right way, what can happen is they can become the new manager of this location that allows me to go work on the business instead of working in the business long term there's a lot more to it not just turn the fitness the fitness facility turn the fitness radio turn the fitness apparel everything works for a reason and i want to make it work okay i love that i love that that's awesome that is awesome and so one last question for you here, my favorite question is, uh, you know, Mark, if you could go back in time to when you first started, right? And give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear. What would that advice be for you? Say it one more time. If you could go back in time to when you first started, right? And give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear when you first started. What would that advice be for you? Oh, I got you right there, man. You know what I tell myself? I would tell myself this right here. Only don't, first of all, don't be cheap with your services. Don't be cheap with your services. Continue to study, continue to grow yourself because the more you study and the more you grow yourself, the more you can charge. On top of that, what you can also do, I would tell myself is this. Do not allow people to come into your facility and tell you what they gonna do or tell you what they wanna do, especially if they're not willing to go on the journey with you. If they don't start the journey with you and go through the journey with you, they should not have a right to tell you how you are gonna do something. And that's a big rule I've set for myself. Doing this for myself as the people that were supposed to help me did not show up, now they see the end results and now they wanna participate. And unfortunately, None of them are going to be here because they weren't willing to go through the journey with me. That's major. That's a mic drop above an answer, man. If I could drop this mic right here, I would throw this on the floor right here. I'm going <laughs> to tell you, man. Way to it's close cool. it out, man. Look, uh, I, Alec, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out here, Mark, you know, please shout out your website, your Instagram, your Facebook, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Turned Up Fitness. That's T U R N E D U P 
F-I-T-N-E-S-S-2022. That's on Instagram. The website is in process right now. So what it will be is turnedupfitness.com. T-U-R-N-E-D-U-P-F-I-T-N-E-S-S.com. You can find me on Facebook, Turned Up Fitness. Same thing, T-U-R-N-E-D. But then you put your space, T-U-R-N-E-D, space, fitness. Turned Up Fitness there. Also, if you want to reach out to me, if you're looking for online training, you need coaching, you can reach out to me at 706-765-3429. Also, I'll be having a profile on Vagaro, V-A-G-A-R-O. I'll be doing a profile set up on Vagaro very soon. Um, classes are very limited right now. Also, like I said, we got the online, we got the in-person. I'm located at 16, if you're in the Georgia area, in the Buford, Georgia, Swan in Lawrenceville, Georgia area, we're looking at 1620 Buford Highway, Suite 106, Buford, Georgia, 30518. Buford is spelled B-U-F-O-R-D. Once again, more turn to turn to fitness, your corrective exercise, health with a specialist, help in those. We're going to help themselves get in the best shape and optimize health for 2022 beyond. Stay fit. Stay there fun. Stay there strong. Stay turned up. <laughs> Mark, look, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Just stick around for two seconds if you can so I can let you know how you're going to get the podcast. Now, to everyone today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in and join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Tom from Knightstown Family Fitness in Knightstown in Indiana. Welcome to the show. How are you today, Tom? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for asking. I'm excited to have you here. First of all, thanks for taking an hour out of the busy day of working a job, being a gym owner, being a coach, all of the above, parent, um, to to kind of be here and give back to the fitness industry a little bit. I think it's really cool. And so I appreciate that. But before we really dive into, you know, what you do at your fitness business, tell me, you know, how did you become a gym owner? Well, it's it's kind of a, um, an interesting story. I never grew up like thinking I'd own a gym. Um, I really didn't even train a whole lot like growing up. Um, you know, I'm full time. I'm a police officer. I kind of got into fitness there because you kind of need to for that job. And um, I was actually in Knightstown Family Fitness maybe five years ago uh, working out and then, uh, you know, trained here for a few years. And then uh, I was actually deadlifting back there and the owner came back and he was kind of frustrated. I was like, what's wrong, Mike? Talk to me. And he's like, I don't know, man. I'm just over it. You want to buy a gym? And I was like, well, I've never really uh, considered it, but I do like the gym and, and I know it's profitable, but uh, yeah, let me, let me talk to my wife, see what's up. She's a massage therapist. So she's really kind of into the 
the fitness aspect too. And, and uh, she thought I was crazy and I worked on her for about a week. And I was like, you know, we're already there like four or five days a week. How hard could it be? You know, do some laundry and wipe down the machines and stuff. And uh, so, you know, we started talking numbers and, and Mike really, he cut us a good deal. Um, we bought the building as well as the gym. So we kind of formed a couple different companies. A holdings company owns the building and, and our gym company runs the gym side of things. And, uh, and then the pandemic hit <clears throat> and uh, we, were, we were working with the Small Business Administration trying to get an SBA loan. And when COVID hit, they really focused on pushing all that money out to keep businesses afloat, not necessarily funding new companies, which is what we had to form a new company to kind of purchase the chip. So we went back and forth and, and just kind of, there were nights where, you know, I just, I just prayed, are we doing the right thing? Is this, is this a sign? Are we not supposed to be doing this? You know, and, and we wound up buying the gym on totally personal credit, basically personal loans, 0% interest credit cards for 12 months, all kinds of stuff, right? And then we, we basically maxed out all of this personal credit into our business account, uh, used that to purchase the gym, used the revenue from the gym to pay the credit card bills and things like that until we could get enough time established to where we could actually get a business loan. And uh, in the 11th month before all this interest was gonna start hitting, we closed, <clears throat> took that lump sum, paid off all of our personal debt to kind of get get our debt transferred more to the business kind of things um, that lowered our monthly payments gave us more cash flow obviously and uh, we've been cruising along ever since so it's uh, it was a whirlwind but and, and along the way like you said we both work jobs we have two kids that play sports and uh, trying to make improvements to the gym and yeah it's it's a lot I'm ready for ready for a week in Florida next week so yeah for sure definitely sounds like a journey to say it, the it least. was I got a, a crash course in how credit works a crash course in business and um, you know my wife everybody just loves Heather she's the best business partner let alone life partner I, I could ever hope for and she's really kind of behind the scenes keeps things running and um you know, I, I'm kind of more into the, the training thing and, and running the social media and doing stuff like that. But she's really like she's a little OCD. So the place always like smells nice and is clean. And we always get compliments on how clean the facility is. And, and that's her. And, uh, and the kids do laundry and stock the drinks because uh, there's no free rides on the train. So, yeah, it sounds like you have a good, you know, staff of not really staff but good group of people behind you your family helping yeah. you run this business oh yeah and yeah. um make this kind of wild idea that just happened one day possible yeah. yeah um so you know give me kind of an elevator pitch of Knightstown family fitness tell us you know who you are what services <laughs> you have to provide kind of paint a picture for us we are we're small town east central indiana Knightstown, maybe two thousand people um, you know, high school sports in Indiana are divided into like five or six different classes and, and we're one, one A, we're the smallest school around. Um, so we, it's, it's small town. Everybody knows everybody. You know, I get, I get gas, people come up to me and they're like, you know, oh, you're, you're the cop that owns the gym, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's kind of unnerving that you know me, but yeah, what can I do for you? And um, so we really, um, we, we try to give back to the community and that's not lip service. That's not cliche. You know, my wife and I, we've both coached little league teams. Um, some of our t-shirts we give back to, uh, there's a kind of a community center. We're going to kind of try to establish a veterans fund 
um, with some of our like our OD green t-shirts. Some of that goes to charity. And uh, we just really try to try to give back. That's kind of how I got into um, coaching over at the high school, helping out with the football team in, in the weight room with them. Because I kind of became the de facto strength coach because everybody asked me questions about obviously how to bench and curl better because they're high school boys. But um, we just really try to offer as much as we can in the fitness world. Um, because we're the only gym in about a 20 to 30 minute drive in any direction. So, you know, it's kind of wide open. We can, we can be as much or as little as we want. Um, we have spin and yoga classes. We have a big cardio room. Um, we had to expand our weight room into a second weight room because we were getting so busy. We've doubled in membership since we took over. Good problem to have, don't get me wrong, but it took some doing to kind of get some different equipment and have to beg, borrow and steal and find some things that, you know, um, and then we've uh, we've added, there was an unused 20 by 40 space at the back of the building that actually used to be a mechanic shop. And we uh, opened that up, um, painted red and black because that's Knightstown school colors and laid turf. So we have a turf space back there. Nice. And we've just nice. really tried to um, capture everything we can. I've got, you know, an, an amateur strongman that trains in here. I, I try to throw around the big weight with him. He's a monster. A um, couple like wannabe, bodybuilder type guys that you know maybe maybe they'll try to do a show sometime I've got a guy who splits time between here and Georgia running his businesses he's preparing for like a like a fitness like a physique kind of show and then we've got just a lot of you know everyday people like me that just want to stay healthy maybe get a little stronger and they just like the atmosphere because you come in here and it's not I'm not knocking commercial gyms, not one bit. I used to train at them. It's, it's fine. But like a, a little neighborhood gym like this, you really know everybody. And they kind of become your training partners. They kind of become your friends. Like some of the gym members were over at my house for 4th of July. We we're shooting off fireworks because like they've become friends of mine, not just clients. And it, it sounds cliche, but, you know, living in a small town like this, things are are kind of different that you don't get in the major metropolitan areas where you just you're just a number man the staff might recognize you or something but it's like like no like i i know so-and-so's truck broke down you need a ride or so you know what i mean like it's yeah it's, uh, it's good i mean i would i would agree with you in the fact that you know there are gyms out there like that but there mm -hmm. are gyms of a very sizable amount with like you know sure. a thousand members where everybody still feels seen and heard it's just all about sure. who's sure. behind yeah. it yeah it, um, it really is and, and i think we've really really focused on uh, just trying to build just a loyal uh group here i mean i just our our reputation i you know i'm always as transparent as possible you know someone's like well you know we i'd like to get you know like some sandbags I'm like well yeah i'm more than happy to like to get some of those like training sandbags and stuff you know we dropped like forty thousand dollars on building improvements but yeah like give me next month and we'll and people are always kind of appreciate like the transparency and i was just trying to just very high integrity and just just let people know talk to them like they're people tell them what's going on and and uh, just support them. You know, there's there's a lot of PR videos out there where I'm the spotter for the guy, and I'm as pumped up as they are about it. And yeah, it's uh, it's it's good. It's a very good just just a tight knit community here. Yeah, I love that. It sounds like you know the type of place where people can come in, kind of do what they want, and you know get some good results, feel good, yeah. and then you know the community keeps them coming back. Um, yeah, and, absolutely. And that's great with you know these small town kind of gyms. Um, in terms of like, you know, you said you were in a really small town. Um, 
are there people of surrounding towns that visit your facility, would you say? There are, yeah. Um, so we kind of, um, we're the only town, like I said, about 20 to 30 minutes, depending on which direction you drive. Um, so we kind of get like that area, but then kind of maybe a little bit into those surrounding areas a little bit, like, you know, Newcastle and Rushville and, and Greenfield. Um, but, you know, I, I have a kid that drives down here from Muncie, where Ball State is, because his friends are here, he's from here, and um, you know, he's, he's put on like, he was so sick looking. He, the kid couldn't do a push up when he started here and he's put on 40 pounds. He's just solid as a brick and he keeps coming back because of the community we have here and, and Muncie's 45 minutes probably. Right. So that's, I'm, I'm pretty proud of that, that we have people that are willing to drive past some gyms to come ours. And that does mean a lot, but you know, also hopefully it means we're doing something right too. So. Yeah, of course. Well, having a good community in your gym is definitely an important thing. Um, it helps people, you know, want to want to work out there. But I mean, it's important to to have kind of a business behind yeah. this. We don't want it to be just sure. hey, we have the best community. Like we want to make sure that we're being profitable, and you know, hopefully, eventually, not having to be super super busy all the time. Um, when you look at the memberships right now, how many active members you guys have in the facility? We're running about 330, probably, somewhere around there. So, um, 330, what's the square footage, though, of this space? Oh, gosh, man. Um, let me think. It's about, it's about 40 feet wide by probably 160, 180 feet deep, I bet. Um, it's, it's kind of a narrow but very deep building. Let me, uh, you caught okay. me off guard there. So not super important question anyway. You have a pretty sizable space there. If you said it's, you know, yeah. really narrow, but kind of like long. Yeah. Um, and are you guys 24-7 or is it uh, you have set hours? Yeah, we're 24-7. We're Members have um, a pin code to get into the door. Um, and then we have full camera coverage that we pull up on our phones and things like that. We can always kind of keep an eye on who's in here and stuff. And um that's that's the other thing you know a couple of gyms around they aren't 24 7 a couple of them close at like eight o'clock at night so they're losing all their second shift workers you know that they drive from the next town over here um for the gym and um yeah you uh you, we we keep um what am i trying to say office hours there you go my wife's in here about nine to eleven in the mornings and then i'm in here about three to six in the evenings give or take you know an hour or so either way but we're pretty good about communicating our office hours on social media um and then we're just uh we're available for signups or if you need to edit your contract we sell supplements apparel stuff like that so you can catch us in here in the office and then outside of office hours um use the door code to get in and uh, it works you know the words kind of out too like you know maybe don't mess around in, in the gym that's owned by the cop and it, it's kind of a perfect storm really so yeah yeah well i mean like 24 7 is such a good model because you're able to like really pull in anybody in the community absolutely um, when you have set hours there are certain people that cannot come to the gym no matter how much they want to they can't because their yeah. work schedule doesn't allow for it and so you guys are really able to cater toward the entire community yeah. um so 330 330 members is that a place you know tom where you guys feel really comfortable and good or are you looking to hit the gas grow the the memberships yeah, we've, we've kind of held um, just north of 300 for a little while. Um, there was maybe 150 when we took over, 160, somewhere around there. So we've doubled. 
and you know, I mean, the place was profitable before and we're doing pretty well from a financial standpoint, you know, I'll, I'll always take more, but I think we're shifting a little more of our focus. Initially it was get the word out, new ownership, all this new stuff. This is what we're doing. We've got, you know, some free programs that we'll give you to get started with and things like that to where really the kind of the words out kind of who we are. And um, now it's, it's kind of maintain, you know, keep people in and, and obviously try to get some more members. But I think our biggest shift in membership is if we can move to some virtual memberships, even if it's just very cheap to where people can um, watch a live streamed um, spin or yoga class, or we do, we do a class called pump it up. It's like light weightlifting set to music. Um, we do Zumba. Um, there, there's a lot of classes in here that I think it doesn't matter where you are in the country, you know, you might be willing to, to do kind of a cheap virtual membership. And then it's like, you're sitting right in class with some of these girls and you can listen to them banter back and forth. Like they're known to do sometimes before they go next door to the Legion for a, for a drink after class. So, um, I think that's, that's some revenue that maybe we should, we can capture because people aren't going to drive from Indianapolis to the gym, but they could probably, you know, join virtually. So. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, you feel like right now, you guys feel pretty good in terms of the yeah. numbers in the space. Of course, like if more people are interested, you'll welcome them in, but Absolutely. you're not overly concerned about bringing in new clients. Like it's just, you're, you're feeling good now. So when we talk about this online kind of idea and, you know, starting an online library, getting some people interested, how are you going to find your clients? Like, how are you guys going to, I guess, acquire people who are interested in the online program? I'd say that's probably the, the million dollar question. I think obviously social media would be, be the best place to start. It, you know, it's free and um, pretty easy to use. That's, um, you know, when we took over, we really made a splash on social media and tried to grow our pages um, because that wasn't really a thing for this gym. It was more just kind of word of mouth and people drove by it on US 40 and, uh, and saw it. But social media really drove that initial expansion. So I think we can probably use that to keep continuing in fitness groups and all the hashtags and all kinds of stuff and, and maybe try to get it out there. Um, also some word of mouth, because I know a lot of people who come to the gym who have told me, they're like, Hey, you know, uh, my cousin's coming in. Um, I'm going to bring him in on day pass. And, uh, and then a couple of days later, I'm like, man, he loved it. He said he'd join if, if he lived here. So I think some of that word of mouth, kind of some of that small town networking like we have here, that would probably get us some, and then uh, just see where it goes. You know? Yeah, no matter what, we're always going to have some word of mouth. And yeah. in this industry, it's everybody's favorite thing because it's free. We don't have to right. do anything to have word of mouth except for provide like a really quality experience for our clients. Naturally, they're going to go, they're going to talk about us. We're going to get some new clients through word of mouth, but it's not really like, I guess, predictable. We can't say, hey, like the first year that we start this online program, we're going to have 142 people buy it because we can't predict word of mouth. We can't say like, hey, this is the speed at which the word of mouth is going to travel. It's just not realistic. So a lot of people do supplement with, you know, social media. media. And it sounds like you guys started your social media presence fairly recently, and you're looking to, to utilize that for the, the online piece. Um, right now, like as within the gym, like, are you guys bringing in leads through your social media as things stand now? Yeah, quite a bit. Um, a lot of people, uh, stumble upon, uh, our Facebook or Instagram page. And I, I try to do a pretty good job of asking people, 
um, how they found out about us. And mm -hmm. honestly, most of them, it's because they know somebody that's here and, or they, they just, you know, I, uh, my gym in Greenfield changed its hours and I don't want to drive 15 minutes. And I've known this was always here. Right. And, you know, holy crap, I didn't realize you guys had this much. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll just go ahead and cancel that one. I'll join here today. So, um, yeah, it's really the word of mouth is, is probably done more for us than social media, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, like I said, we're, we can always count on word of mouth, but we should always supplement it with something else. Sure. Absolutely. What I've seen a lot of people have success with in, especially with like reaching people online is like running some sort of targeted digital ad, Facebook, yeah. Instagram. I've seen some people do YouTube or Google as well. Yeah. Have you guys done a paid ad on any of those places? I've, I've looked at it. I haven't pulled the trigger on it. Um, probably should. There was a rumor that a gym in, in the next town over was going to close. So I was going to try to like target uh, geographically. And try to get some some ads going there but they wound up not doing that um we haven't uh haven't done any paid ones but i'll be honest the the posts that perform best for us are prs in the weight room um i've got a 145 pound kid that benched 225 and i think i got like 10,000 views on that uh post just on instagram and uh, we've got some girls i tell you we've got some girls in here that are pretty tough i think megan uh deadlifts like 300 and some odd and she's uh you know the online presence loves seeing that. So that really kind of drives um, a lot of our views, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think that we can always get like stuff like that is always going to generate a lot of views because yeah. people, yeah, like to people like the, that 10 second hit of like, Oh my gosh. And then they just scroll to the next one. But yeah, it gets a lot. Just like people like funny content as well. Right. Like if you post something that's humorous, naturally you're going to get more views on that rather than like a video of you giving a monologue. Like people sure. are more interested in the cool, fun stuff. While we get a lot of views with that, I don't think that the views necessarily mean like, hey, we're getting leads. Because no. when we share like a cool video of somebody getting a PR, like we could probably have people liking this video or watching this video that are yeah. like seven states away or maybe right, even- Right, it could be, absolutely. Um, um, I know of three, uh, three members in particular and their buddy Zach hit, I don't remember what his goal was, but he had some friends at work that said, all right, yeah, you bench X amount, whatever it was, and we'll come in and work out with you. Well, he did. And they stayed true to their word. And I've got his friends in here now. So I, I know I can count like three, but I don't know yeah. beyond that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, that kind of comes back to word of mouth too. Like yeah. when we are posting organically on social media, we're generating word of mouth. That's really what it is. Right. Um, when you look at, I guess, um, when you looked at the the idea of the paid ads, you said, I shouldn't, I, I should probably should be. So what's sure. your hesitation? Like, why haven't you made that leap yet? Like what's kind of the reason why you haven't? Man, I don't, I don't know. I don't really have a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's okay. We, we all have like things that like, we know we should do for our business, right. but like we kind of hesitate to do right. it. For some people it's like, Hey, you know, like I've never done this before. I don't really know how some people it's like, Hey, I don't want to spend money on this if I'm not going to make any money. Yeah. Um, so I, I just think the biggest thing is our, our growth has been so much that it's just like, I don't know if I need it, you know, and if we ever got stagnant, I, I probably would then that'd probably be the catalyst to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I'm not necessarily saying, I think that you need it for the gym, but if you're looking to start an online program, you want to make it worth your time. You don't want to start this online program and then like just rely on word of mouth because realistically, like 
you know, your clients are probably going to get, are more likely to get people in through the door than they are to tell, you know, their friends like, hey, you should buy this online program. Um, but you can reach people online who want to do stuff online. Yeah. Um, and so I think that the digital ads could potentially serve you in that. Yeah, that's that's a good thought. I Once we get that up and rolling, that, that probably would be a good time to go ahead and pull the trigger on that. Yeah, kind of change the topic here because we talked about this for a little while. But I want to ask you, like, what do you feel like is the hardest part of being a gym owner? Like <clears throat> business wise, what's the hardest thing for you? Um, so for us, I would say, um, building maintenance because we've, you know, we put a new roof on the place. We had, um, you know, a couple of leaks and then, you know, if, if we ever have like a leak with plumbing or something, well, you know, I'm the guy that's got to fix that. Um, outside of that, I would say just like the, um, get some messages every now and then, of you know, these, these young boys were in here with their shirts off and it's like, well, okay, I mean, yeah, it's a gym, maybe, maybe they should have had some better awareness, or, or they were playing their music too loud and stuff, it's like, all right, so I got to figure out, pull it, who was in here, who was, all right, you, all right, hey, guys, do me a favor, keep the music down a little bit, and just kind of like, not babysit, but just trying to mediate, you know what I mean, like, be respectful, kind of, kind of corral all of my hurting cats sometimes, seems like. Yeah, I think, <laughs> it's funny that you bring this up because this is the stuff that like nobody really anticipates right when they open up a gym they right. they don't anticipate that they're gonna be having to deal with people in this weird kind of way like right complaints, of course are to be expected but um that's difficult and then when you own a building like you do you're constantly running into things it's like being a homeowner which is why yeah. I don't know if I'll ever be a homeowner I like to right. rent because I don't have to deal with the problems right. um but you know you're running into a lot of a lot of challenges with the building and obviously there are things that you can deal with but there are things that take up time and you sound like you're a pretty busy individual yeah. is it always kind of your family's goal to have the gym be more of like a side gig or in the future, would you like it to be more of your main kind of. I kind of want to, um, I want to keep it kind of the side gig, but, but grow it and grow it and grow it to a good point. Um, you know, I'm eligible to retire from the police department in like 15 years. And then at that point, maybe have enough income from this and, and a pension to where I can just do this. So I don't have to, you know, get another real job. I kind of, I like just wearing a pair of shorts and a t-shirt and some flip-flops in here and just working for myself, you know, that's kind of nice and give my brain a break from everything else we do. Um, but, you know, I've, I've thought about that. This is a place that, you know, my kids can work at, they can learn work ethic from me, not, you know, God knows who, if they're, you know, like me, I, I worked with some characters, man. Like I worked some weird jobs growing up and, and I, uh, you know, I want, I want my kids to have a good foundation and how to run a business because I feel like I was never really taught how to run a business. You know, you, you grow up and you're taught, you're taught how to work 40 hours a week for somebody else, but you're not going to get wealthy doing that. You, you might do okay, you know, but uh, I don't want to trade time for money for the rest of my life. I want to be able to make money, you know, um, kind of on my own. Um, but, and then this is something that maybe I can hand down to the kids or, or maybe one day we can just sell it and, and be done with everything and not have to do anything again. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a good question, but I, I would like to definitely 
see what we can do. Um, I don't know if we really ever want to expand to another location. That just seems like a lot. Now you're hiring a manager and you've really got to find that right person that you can trust. And I just, um, you know, I just always kind of want to have my, have my hands in it, I think. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, you know, what has to happen, I guess, within the business so that you do set your kids up for, you know, success here in the future so that you set yourself up for success as well and you don't you know when you're done with the police department like you don't have to to have that second job do you feel like there's anything specific that you guys really need to focus on now i'll be honest i feel like we've built such a good foundation um you know our our building is solid now um our membership is solid now so hopefully you know, fingers crossed, knock on wood, you know, we, we can hopefully just kind of cruise for a little while and, um, you know, stop spending quite so much with the big purchases of a new weight room and um, a new roof and, and all these things. And hopefully just kind of sit back and see where we're at. Maybe, maybe council money for a change instead of, instead of watching it go right back out the door some months, but. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, and so my last question for you is like, magic wand here kind of goal like dream you could reach all your goals for this business is there anything specific that we haven't discussed yet that you would love to that we haven't discussed on air that you would love to make a part of what you do at Knightstown Family Fitness I would like to get more into like like the high-end like performance training uh, something that i really didn't anticipate was uh it was connecting with some of the young guys in the gym even the high schoolers um just just trying to not only push them but give them good programming and, and try to set them up for success on the field but try to be a good mentor i'm you know at the police department i see so many kids come from broken homes i came from a broken home and i get it and i see so many kids today like they don't know their dad they don't have a good male role model and you know I, i'll step into that gap I'll be that guy if I have to. And, um, but I want to get more into the training side to try to push these kids to the next level. Because I've got kids that say, you know, like, I'd, I'd love to play in college, but I play at a small school and, you know, I'm not really getting noticed and I'm just, just another guy. And, okay, well, what can we do to make you better? How can we, you know, bigger, faster, stronger, more explosive, maybe a little bit meaner? How, how can we do that? I really want to get into like that side of things. Um, you know, I tell you, I've got a couple of kids in here that I would adopt them if I ever had to great kids. And I just, I want them to be successful. So I want to make sure we have, have enough here, not just from a knowledge, you know, equipment standpoint, but from a knowledge standpoint, how can we get, get them to their potential? And I really like that kind of like the, just like the human performance aspect of what we do. How can, how can we reach our potential? And, uh, so that's, that's kind of where I, I want this to go. I want to push kids to college and push them to opportunities they wouldn't have and uh, that I get a lot out of that yeah I'd like to see that it sounds like you're really driven by helping people like see success yeah and um, that's a good thing like you're in yeah. the fitness industry for the right reason um, and I'm really excited to see how you know you're able to continue to grow this business help more people help more people see success yeah. um Finally here, what's the social media page for your gym? Where can our listeners go to find you online? Well, the best advice I ever got was to make sure everything's the same, right? So it's just Knightstown Family Fitness. On Instagram, it's all one word. 
you don't have to do anything special, right? On, on Facebook, there's a couple spaces in it, Knightstown Family Fitness. So uh, look us up. We're probably going to be starting a YouTube sometime soon, get some training tips on there. And uh, just, you know, the daily stuff in here. I've, I've seen some good things happen happen in the gym, both, uh, you know, motivating and funny. So, uh, yeah, give us a follow. Follow along. We, we try to post some, some funny stuff on there and just kind of have a good time. Great. Thanks for sharing and thanks for being here today, Tom. It was truly a pleasure. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners who are in the trenches, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of 4.0 Fitness in Columbus, Georgia, Terrence Flowers. Thanks for being with us today. Hey, glad to be here, brother. All right, sir. No time to waste. Let's jump into this. What's 4.0 all about? Well, first of all, I got to give my spiel, too. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm your guest, but I have my own spiel, too. So Let's no. go. Let me put my spiel out there. All right. It's the host of most from Coast to Coast, the GOAT, Coach T Flow. Put some respect on my name. <laughs> I just I, oh, I, I, I add the last part. I just say it's the host of most from Coast to Coast. That's a little Gucci main reference, isn't it? Ah, put some respect on my name. Like, yeah, I want you know about Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. But All yeah, right, um, man. 4.0, man. Um, yeah, 4.0. Uh, 4.0 stand, is all about the four pillars of fitness for my fitness journey. I am an obesity survivor. Uh, 10 years ago, I weighed over 325. I'm, I'm currently about 195 now. And on that journey, man, uh, when I figured it out, because I mean, it was ebb and flow up and down, just trying to figure it out. And what I understood, uh, what really gave me my foundation was my introduction to fitness. I learned about my body, my body type, uh, without uh, ectomorph, endomorph, um, just, just figuring out my body type, you know, what was good for me, what was you know, not. Uh, and once I cycled all that out, I got to my training. Um, did a lot of cardio at first. I understood I had to do the weight. So uh, that once that phase uh, really kind of like embellished, that's when I lost the majority of my weight. And then I went to a, uh, a reevaluation uh, phase. I remember being stuck at a uh, plateau around my 225 forever. And I was like, let me just go back and see what's going on, get more studying. And I found out that, hey, uh, you're going over your caloric deficit. Uh, but you're training, but you're evening out because you're not dipping, you're not really getting in uh, and that's where I got to my maintenance phase um, to where I figured out that I had to uh, cut back and just make some adjustments to my diet. 
continue my training. And, and I was also uh, able to reach my high school. We're close to it, my high school goal. My high school weight was 165. I got to 173. And uh, that was coming down from 325. So that was a great accomplishment with my fitness journey. And it was also the pretense for me to start 4.0 fitness. And the four pillars were the introduction, the training, uh, the reevaluation, and the maintenance. Those are four pillars of 4.0 fitness. And uh, that's how it all got started. Man, that's, uh, I love hearing when it's a transformation story that leads into a business because people like, like you and I, myself being in the same boat, we have the most conviction and the, the most drive, I think, to help people because we know what it's like to be in that pain to, to have those types of things and, and look at it and everything that comes with it. So um, 4.0 Fitness is in this incarnation, right, started, you got started right before the pandemic. So was that, was that the first time you were training people professionally? Was there anything in the middle, like before you came and opened this brick and mortar? Oh, man. When I first started my journey as a personal trainer, uh, I did it like probably most trainers do, was I had a couple of guys at uh, Planet Fitness. And uh, I, was, I was a great guy. I mean, I, I, he got to the point of Planet Fitness that even people who were just regular members there, who didn't even, who didn't even train with me or, or, or train with me, I would ask me tips and stuff like that. But you know, I have a real uh, bubbling personality. And uh, even though I never trained more than one person at Plant Fitness at, at one time, sticking to the guidelines, working out with them, uh, I was banned. They, they banned uh, Planet Fitness. Uh, a manager called me in there one day. Uh, it came from, uh, even the manager was cool with me, so it came from above his head. Uh, somebody was hating on me. And, and this guy, it was guys in there and girls and there were three or four people really trained. Like, I would at least, you know, I'm sorry, I, I kind of, like I say, stayed in the guidelines. So um, that, that, that really hit me hard because I was building my brand there. Um, people were, were finding out about me. So um, I had to, um, you know how, like, back, back in the day, the rappers, you got to sell out the trunk? I had to train out the trunk. And um, I remember going, man, uh, you know, just getting out the mud, going to city wrecks, uh, city parks, different trails and stuff. And, and, and uh, the clients that I did, I had like three clients at the time. Um, they, they stuck with me, but they're like, hey, man, you know, you, you know, you know what you're doing. Um, and wherever you go, we go. So um, I did that for a little while. Then the weather changed. It got cold. So I was like, wow. So um, I found the gym. Uh, I made a reference uh, earlier off camera about Snap Fitness. Um, they actually had a... a, a a gym to where I figured that if they get a membership, I get a membership, boom, 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 we can uh, both work out there. And we did that for a little while. It was on the north side of town, so it was kind of out of the way for some people. And uh, I just said, you know what, I got I, I to gotta, I gotta find my own place. So I, I hustled, man. I, you know, I, I asked friends for my, I did everything I did, could to try to get some, some capital up. And it was just this building right here I'm in mean, now. Uh, it, was, it was an old shoe store in my neighborhood. had been sitting for like four or five years. And I uh, I knew the, the former person who was in here. I went back to them and said, you know what owns the building? And um, they got in touch with the landlord for me. And um, we just broke with the deal, man. And I got in here uh, with, with nothing. I had the building, but I didn't have nothing but the, you know, the couple of uh, you know, uh, kettlebells and just the basic stuff, a couple of dumbbells, uh, medicine ball uh, that I had in my trunk. And I had this big, empty building, but um, I had a plan for that. <laughs> yeah, so you get everything going, and then... COVID hits, right? So how far into this thing were you uh, in the in the course of your build out before before COVID shut things down for a little while? I was about a month into my build out when um, the COVID mandate went out and um, I had some guys, um, I don't know their status. All I'm gonna say was though that they were, they were Hispanic guys. 
And that COVID mandate went out. When I say you, brother, I don't know what, <laughs> you know, how they ciphered it, but they, they left their stuff. I never saw them again. When I say stuff, they left paintbrushes, they left ladders, uh, tarp, uh, stuff that you would think somebody would have took with them. But uh, I don't, where we was at, you would have be caught in the street. Uh, you know, they didn't never do nothing, but they were just throwing it out there. You couldn't be at their home quarantining. And uh, the guys never came back, so I got a ladder and some parking. When they started relax, uh, just some of my team, some of the people I was training, we, we just got together, like, we can do this. But keep in mind, this was a shoe store. So uh, when I say, gosh, we needed so much changing uh, to turn into a gym. And you just buckle down, man, YouTube University, and learn how to patch holes in walls and do all kind of stuff. Uh, I think I'm a pretty decent contractor right now from just going through the experience. Um, but we got this thing in shape, man. And um, Kobe hit me real hard. Cause even when, after we got it in shape, it took us a couple of months. Uh, June was our official, uh, was open, able to open June. Thing was, uh, people wasn't moving still. So I still had my basic people that were sticking with me, but uh, that was small. Uh, but as things begin to relax, uh, we do slowly but sure we, uh, begin to get people in. And uh, I think to this day, uh, we still suffer from the effects of uh, COVID when it comes to our fitness industry in Columbus. Yeah, yeah, still a lot of places on the rebound there, but you're here with us. You put your head down, you did the work. So when, when all this is going down, COVID, all that, are you still like, were you doing on-site training, still training out of the trunk, still still moving around to the best you could to uh, revenue coming in during that time? So what, so what I did um, during, during, during COVID, during that COVID transition, I was able to uh, work out, let's say several, several people who, who was willing to uh, brave the, uh, the laws of uh, the city. Like I said, they, they really didn't want people to move. People would relax probably by June. But I just started uh, doing group. That was my first, and I'm, I still do group to this day, uh, my group price was uh, still the same almost for the most part. But uh, I started a group and uh, I had a group in the morning and a group in the evening. And uh, that's just, that, that was like the catalyst for me starting all the programs that, that we offer here. But uh, just getting that price point and um, shout out to uh, my, 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 my landlord. I'm not gonna say their names to the other people. My ah! But I'll shout out to my landlord. Uh, they, uh, they definitely were, um, they understood what was going on at the time with, with, with uh, COVID and just the, the mess that was in. And they definitely gave me uh, about 120 days uh, to get things right. So at the time, at that time, I, I, um, it was like, I think like a month left. Um, so I ended up being like a month. I had to do the renovation. So that's where all the, the money, the time went up. But uh, with that being said, just having the word about, uh, uh, you know, just the utilities, I was able to, uh, you know, just, just, just jump ahead first off into this thing and, uh, give it a shot. Keep in mind, I've never uh, owned a business like this before. So this is all, every, and I'm still learning. I'm on the business, man. Like, I don't have all that figured out um, yet, but uh, I just jumped here first in, man. Uh, I'm that kind of guy, you know, we're figuring shit out on the back end. You know, I'm not going to hold it back. Like I said, I got cold and, uh, you know, just training outside is a non-option. And I just knew I just had to get a place for myself, man. So I sacrificed a lot to get here. Still sacrificing, but um, we're here, baby. Yep, you are. And still, I, I feel bad that we're an audio only podcast because the, the smile on your face says a lot about oh, yeah, who right. you are and what you're about to do here. So 
as far as the offerings in the gym, you have open gym, you have group, you have personal training, you do, you know, some stuff, some youth, youth training. Yeah. How, how did you figure out, like, I mean, you're still, you're still doing most of it, right? You're, you have some help here and there, but like, you're still mostly a one man show here. So how do you figure out these are all the things that I'm going to offer and this is how I'm going to do it. What did that process look like for you? Um, well, you know, when it comes to your, to your niche of, of figuring out, you know, what's, uh, what's, what's, what's a need in your, in your, in your community, um, the, 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 the SAC, the SAC training was, was, um, and for you guys, you know, for you green people out there listening, SAC is on strength and condition. <laughs> we call it SAC. Yeah, I know it's on kind of, you know, male bravado is, but yeah, that's what we do. That's what we call it. Um, but SAC training, I really came to me. Um, so I do this thing, right? I call it, um, strength conditioning. So I might have some guys going through a ladder drill or whole, hurdle drill or cone, let's just say a football player. But the whole time he's doing that, I'm hitting him with pool noodles. We have a, uh, we have a uh, heavy bag here for boxing. Or I'm hitting him with, with uh, if he's a running back, I might have him backpedaling on my treadmill. I'm a treadmill incline at 15. And uh, he's just backpedaling, backpedaling, backpedaling. And I'm slapping him with, the, uh, not him, but the, his arm when he's holding the ball. Like, I'm just slapping him with, 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 with uh, mitts, boxing mitts, just throwing uh, different conditioning. I call it stress or extreme conditioning where you're doing something but you also got a load on you or stress, stress from me hitting you. And man, uh, the videos went viral. People were really like, wow, I want that for my son. Uh, and that's how I was able to land the uh, number one quarterback going into high school, uh, Jamarcus uh, uh, from Fort, going to Carver. Because his dad, I know his dad uh, from coaching, he just seen that train and was like, wow, you know, I want it for my son. And I just say other kids seen it uh, and they're telling their parents. So that's how I was able to get that uh, started. Uh, Got about six kids in that. Uh, of course, the group, that's been day one. That's my flagship, the group. Uh, even though it's not always the highest membership, that is my uh, flagship class offer the group. And the personal training, once again, people see my journey. So it's like, boom. I know he can do it. He got, he got, he got, you know, the thing, he got the formula. And I do got the formula. I, I think I got a, a great formula for weight loss. And uh, not only weight loss, but um, toning or, or building muscle while you're, while, while you're coming down. So uh, that's how I was able to uh, be able to build my uh, personal training clientele which like i say it ebbs and flow i think i'm at three now with, with uh, three or four with the personal training and i do everything by the times in the morning is my personal training time and the evening is my youth fitness time uh then my last program of the day like i say it's, it's, the, it's the number one group in the city that's my uh, 4.0 fitness group uh, i've been doing that since day one i moved to a 6 6 p.m time slot uh and after that uh we close at eight so that gives us about an hour to straighten up uh they just wind down when you straddle the customers or leads come in, you better accommodate them. Lock it down and do the same thing again next day at five o'clock. All right. So, you know, you mentioned a couple of times some, some videos going kind of viral, you sharing your journey. So for the clientele that you've got so far, have they mostly found you through social media? Has that been the primary place that, you know, people show up at your door, reach out and are like, hey, coach. I saw you on Instagram. I saw you where, is that where most people are finding you right now? Yes. Um, or word of mouth. Uh, word of mouth or uh, social media is definitely uh, the way that uh, most of the clients we hear uh, come. Word of mouth to you, it's, 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 it's close. It's, it's close because so many people have came to, to 4.0 Fitness and they've, uh, they, they've lost weight. I mean, I, 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 one of the most memorable stories that I, that I, I remember is uh, 
a, a friend of, of, of mine's uh, mom came to me and she was like, my mom wanted to talk to me about getting my daughter, uh, my sister in shape. She's going to the U.S. Air Force. And uh, she had to drop a 40. But we had like two months. And uh, we dropped a 40. <laughs> we dropped 42, I think. Uh, she went in under the, the weight that they, you know, they, they would probably give away or still, but her mom was very important to her mom, but she beat the weight that we could set for it. We beat it by two pounds. Uh, extreme uh, uh, conditioning by her. It was almost an everyday thing. I think we missed just maybe the weekends. Everything else was just, it was extreme weight loss, like really extreme. But I knew then, uh, given that task, and I ain't gonna lie, which I was like, of course I'm gonna say I can do it, but I was like, that's a lot. But I came up with a program that worked with her. I used a cal- like calorie calculator, figured out what, what, what her um, caloric intake was for the daily and we cut it buddy we cut it we cut it in half so uh, it worked <laughs> but yeah um it sure did huh it sounds like it sure did it worked it, it worked and in so many other countless stories um like i say i i, I think sometimes I, I and that might be um so i need to get better uh at i'm, I'm working progress so when it comes to um what sometimes you achieve their goals or, or they get close to them like that's the biggest thing i see like they get close to it Somebody tell me cute, they slow down in the gym. So, uh, but other than that, man, we that's our thing. We're gonna we're gonna reach your goals. Uh, I'm gonna grab something in a second. I don't, it's a show that well, they can't see this audio, but I, I can speak about it. Um, one of the biggest things I think is accountability. Uh, when you had that one person in your corner or two people, when you got that team telling you you can do it, they believe in you. That goes a long way, brother. Uh, and we're very we're small gym, uh, so everybody kind of like you know they meet they they start so. This person doesn't see this person. Oh, they, they hit them on Facebook Messenger. Hey, where you at? You know. So we have a real big accountability on our on our weigh-in sheets, our weekly weigh-in sheets. Everybody see everybody's name. So it's like me, 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 me and you battle buddies. And I'm like, hey man, what's going on, man? Like last two weeks, man, you've been going up, man. How you how they die, bro? You all right? You stressing? What's going on, man? And then that right there puts into your brain that hey man, like everybody sees it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and it holds you accountable. And when I tell you. And even mean, like, I, I make bets with the guy. Like, right now, I'm at 19. Me and this guy, we're both at 26 and um, early this year. And he was racing to um, 15%. He won. And uh, I bet him a, a month membership. But he turned on, he turned around and said, nah, you keep it. And then let my old lady come this month. So it still was a win for me. Uh, and that's, and that's, that's just a whole other conversation about finding things that's in- intricate to your market, to your culture, to your neighborhood, to where you're at for different promotions and stuff that you can put out there to bring people in. And uh, we've been doing that since the uh, beginning of this year. I just had to take a break from one, but we're going to get it started back. And that was called the Booty Camp Challenge. Like I said, we're down south. So, you know, girl, girl, I ain't got the big booties. And uh, we did this thing to where, uh, you know, come in, do the Booty Camp Challenge, like Boot Camp, Booty Camp. And at the end, we wanted the, uh, the difference between your uh, waist ratio and your hip ratio. We got that at the beginning. And uh, at the end, whoever had the, uh, the most gain in the ratio uh, won the booty camp. So, because you, you know, if you're training, you might lose weight, but if you're losing weight and losing a little bit, it, 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 you'll, you'll still stay uh, uh, symmetric. So, you know, you, you'll still keep the, your, your, your shape. But uh, we had one girl, man, that, that waist went in, that booty grew. <laughs> so we call her the booty camp queen. So I really want to I mean, get I'm from the Northeast. Line. I think the, the love of the booty is universal. Everybody's trying to grow booty everywhere. Yeah, or they're enhancing it. Uh, I get a lot of that. Yeah, I got a couple of uh, enhanced uh, surgeries. I got several of those here. Uh, I got natural. Uh, all, all of them are good. <laughs> like 
So you a lot of word of mouth, a lot of social media. Um, have you gotten into buying advertisements anywhere or is that still down the road for you? I would say it's, it's, it's down the road. And, and when we have trinkled and, 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 and do things that I, I felt that I felt that at times my organic material does better. Um, I don't know why, uh, but when it comes to that interaction or, or feedback, uh, what I do it matter of factly instead of potentially, I just get more feedback. Great example, uh, dude named David Hammond, shot of David. He started uh, this week, uh, obesity survivor. He's going through it. Uh, trying to get down, I think he's like right like in the low threes. And uh, I just posted a video of him. And even though he just started, uh, he, he was, he was fudging on the, on the workout. And I told him, hey, Michael, look you cheat, bro. Like, man, that's how it starts. Uh, when you ever see um, my 600 pound life, people are always catering to some of the bad behaviors. So I would just tell him, hey, you're just starting. I'm not gonna let you start doing exercises, right? Wrong, and I would not correct you. Uh, uh, I feel sorry for you. Hey, let's get it right, thanks, so and you get what you're going for. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they just chopped to a thousand views just like that. But if, it, if I would have been more or less like, did it the, 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 you know, a production and then put ad dollars on it, it doesn't get there. Now, of course, you can buy, you can buy enough to where it offset, but still, you can't buy a comment. I mean, you can't make somebody comment. So that's what I mean. The views might be more, but the interaction with the comments, like you go to my page, look at the comments, it's, it's, it's dozens of comments where people are, you know, just giving him words of encouragement. Uh, Telling me that they're gonna come in, just I mean, actually, so I really try to keep you know, because of my brand. Um, we do events too, so if people know me in the community. Uh, I, I try to keep it organic as possible, and uh, that's how I'm able. I feel like touch more people. I, I think when people here see that sponsored or, or think it's a gimmick, they 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 bypass it versus uh, that's Coach Hugh David. I know David; he, he teaches at my church. You know what I'm saying? This it's a different way I connect with my audience. All right. All right. So we got those things handled and I want to be respectful of time here. So we don't, we don't have a lot before we have to wrap up here. So paint me a picture. Where is this thing going? What's the, what's the ceiling on it? What's the, the long-term plan when we come back and, and check in with you a year from now and see where 4.0 is at, where is it going? Okay. So I did. Okay. This this no, no cap. This is what we call So we say no cap. There's no BS. Where I see the gym at, where I would want to see 4.0 at, I would definitely want us to see that all fitness uh, plan, that small, medium gym business plan implemented here, fully automated. I'm just here. I got my, 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 my uh, 10, 15 perfect training clients. I got somebody running my SAT program. Like I said, I do media, and I have time to do my media. That's, that's my end game. Uh, not only that is to open up another location, uh, I really want to uh, hopefully build the capital and the credit to be able to open up another gym. I really want to go on, on the north side of town, and that's where all the gyms are at. I think I can be competitive with them because I got the formula. And uh, to pack it out with, with certain uh, machines, like, like Life Fitness, certain brands of machines to all, everything in here uh, is, is matches. And like I got mixed equipment now. Uh, that's something that I, I really want to do. Uh, First, this is my baby gym. So of course, whenever I get the money, you know, just slowly but surely swap out equipment to everything is the same. Like I got two models uh treadmills. I don't want mixed match stuff. I want I want to look like you in planet fitness. Uh, I'm gonna get a painter to come in here and paint some of my stuff just to make the look look the same. So 
once once I do that, um, like I said, open up another location and um, continue to push the phone, man. Phone's up. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, we are we are just about out of time, so I definitely want to revisit this, see where it's going, how it's going. Uh, but before we let you go. Give me the plugs again, website, social media, everywhere where we need people okay, to check yeah, you out. Man, just, um, the best thing to do for, for all social media, uh, go in your Google search on your browser, type in 4.0 and type that in numbers and fitness. Uh, you'll see a uh, symbol, which looks like, a, uh, I, I'm going to say a transformer, uh, Autobot. <laughs> the Autobot, people call it the Autobot. Uh, it's a triangle or a pyramid, upside down pyramid. That stands for the four pillars of 4.0. You see that logo? That's me, man. Hit me up. Um, I'm real accessible. Like I said, I love to uh, cross-connect with other trainers. Um, I'm also a video editor. Uh, I, I make dope. That's that's another big thing. I I make dope uh, fitness edits for my clients. Uh, they get a lot of uh, feedback on, on social media because, like, I, I use, I'm a media guy, so I do music videos as well, but, you know, putting that big booty and those biceps and those calves and, and a good rotation, some stutterings. <laughs> you know, it makes it good for their social media. So, um, guys, I'm, I'm open. You call me the GOAT, Coach T-Flow. Thanks to Jim Lloyd's podcast for having me on, man. I can't wait to talk to you guys again to do an update, and, and hopefully we'll be on and popping. <laughs> All right, sir. I, I appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule today. Thank you for coming in, dropping a little bit of knowledge on us, telling us what's going on down there in Georgia. I look forward to catching up with you again, but for now, I wish you continued success. I yeah, appreciate it, my brother. You take care of yourself. Man. You too. And to everyone out there listening, as always, you know we wouldn't be here without you. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you found value, inspiration, entertainment in this episode. If you want to hear more, hit the subscribe button. We'll notify you when they drop. To everyone out there in Jim Ward's Nation, Keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Ward's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.